This project is a collection of thoughts transcribed and dictated by Yvonne Renee and informed by the honest experiences of various homegirls in the city. In this project, I is for all of us. My homegirl looks down at my phone and sees his name across my screen. Oh, that's your friend who was having something? I would have respected you more if you told me you were being a hoe up front. She jokes. My homegirl actually never met Brooklyn Museum Bay, but she would definitely recognize his name. I gave her the play-by-play of this nigga and all niggas from inception to ghosting, and I've showed her his Instagram before. Presenting our homegirls with our niggas' Instagram is a ritual. There is really not a lot for them to say, but the response is so important. There are two ways this happens, and it depends on our relationship with the homegirl. If it's someone in our outer circle of homegirls, we simply search his name. By the time we're sharing his profile with outer circle homegirls, we've already been on his page at least 17 times. So his name is one of the first ones that pop up after we type the first letter of his handle. We quickly scroll through the profile and present the best picture we can find. This method is sufficient for outer circle homegirls. If we're presenting his profile to inner circle homegirls, the method is the same, up until finding the best picture. After finding the best picture, our homegirl grabs our phone from our hands and does her own analysis, sifting quickly through his page for any incriminating pictures, with special attention being given towards identifying girlfriends and or kids. Who is this little boy? That's his nephew. Cool. If there are no glaring signs that the nigga is a dub, she should respond in a higher pitched voice. He's cute. Maybe adding an additional shady comment like, looks like your type, to lighten things up. There's really not a lot for our homegirls to say here. We don't need them being OD like, damn, this nigga is fine. Chill out, sis. But we also want some kind of verbal approval from them. I look back at my phone and see that he texted me that the function was moved from his homeboy's crib to Brooklyn Museum Bay's rooftop. His homeboy looks like he doesn't have air conditioning. I'm kidding. Air conditioning, windows, and living rooms are luxuries in New York City apartments. Anyways, he sends the address, and I respond, on the way, with the turned-up salsa dancer emoji. I call an Uber pool. The ride ends up being $9, and I don't split the fare with my homegirl. When pressing our homegirls to wing women an event that they're not particularly interested in, Splitting a $9 ride with them is rude and petty. If it was $15 or more, I'd have to be rude and petty though. So it all worked out. The Uber pulls up and we get out. I had been to his apartment before. It's a rooftop building in Brooklyn. But not the mixy one in Bed-Stuy. We get to the rooftop, do a scan of the party, and head towards the back table where the alcohol is. There is a jumbo bottle of Jack Daniels, six cups, and no juice. After buying alcohol, the $3 it costs for juice puts us over our budgetary constraints. So people pretty much never bring chasers to the function. My homegirl and I take two cups, pour healthy shots into them, and position ourselves at the edge of the rooftop. The party's mostly women. I'd say a 70-30 split. Niggas really don't want other people to be happy. So when throwing functions, they invite every shorty in their phone and their three best homeboys to the crib and call it a kickback. I peep him across the roof. 
He's relatively centered in a group of three shorties and has his arm around one of the shorties' shoulders while he's talking to the group. I take a sip of Jack Daniels and immediately zoom in on the girl that he has his arms around. She's cute. As I'm staring, this other nigga that I may or may not have had relations with comes up to me and my homegirl. Who invited the gross sisters? He laughs. This nigga. We did that talking thing a while back, but he ended up having a whole girlfriend. Allegedly, they were on and off. Allegedly, drove from Insecure is in an open marriage. We fell off after a few months, and we didn't see each other for a while. But we have relatively interconnected friend groups, so we figured out how to manage our interactions with no tension. Homegirls in the city don't really have the bandwidth to beef. Us trying to avoid one person could ostracize us socially. We have to get played and get over it because the nigga will probably be at the day party on Saturday, probably in another shorty space. After I started talking to Brooklyn Museum Bay, I peeped that they knew each other. Can you be a homie hopper if they weren't homies when you originally hopped? Or if you weren't aware of their homie status until after you hopped? Or if you're not interested in the original homie anymore. What kind of homies are they anyway? Whatever the case, it's not my responsibility to uphold the bro code. None of these niggas are my friends anyway, and if the tables were turned, I'm sure they give me little to no consideration. These niggas will try to bag your cousin at your birthday brunch, but I'm sleep. We chat him up for a while, and he gives me and my homegirl a shot from his Hennessy bottle. At house functions, the only way niggas can visually flex is with a bottle in their hands. So, they self-manage their handle of Hennessy all night, distributing shots to personally identified shorties. As I'm taking the shot out of Throwback Bay's bottle, Brooklyn Museum Bay comes up to us. He daps up Throwback Bay, I pass the bottle to my homegirl, and wait for them to finish up their banter. It's something like, I'm trying to get like you, dog. No. I'm trying to get like you, dog. Niggas get mad when homegirls gas each other on Instagram with the yes and the heart eye emoji comments, but niggas do the same thing. I'm trying to get like you is basically yes, king for niggas. We hug and I introduce him to my homegirl. They greet each other and he begins. The neighbors are tripping. I'm about to get these niggas off my roof, but y'all should go downstairs to my apartment. A couple of people are staying to drink for a little and kick it. He walks away, and I consult with my homegirl. She's looking tired, and I can tell there's no one at the party she's interested in. She's really just there to hold me down. I want to stay, but we only have to stay for like 40 minutes. Then I'll decide what I'm doing. Damn, Hoesha, you really come alive in the nighttime, huh? She responds. We head downstairs. As we're walking from the roof, I turn around and I see the girl he had his arms around. I don't see her friends anymore, but she's picking up the used cups and throwing them in a trash bag. Does this girl wash restaurant dishes after she goes out to eat? I doubt it. Confirmed. That's his bitch. Wow. My homegirl and I look at each other in unspoken agreement. We head downstairs to his apartment with full alertness. Niggas are sloppy, my homegirl begins. How is he going to invite you to his crib and his bitches here? I mean, she don't gotta be a bitch, but still, we can jump her if you want. 
Jump her? Shut up, nigga. Since when are you jumping, shorties? I respond. You right. I can't be ruining my brand for you anyway. She chuckles. Anyways, we have to be more thoughtful about this. I mean, we don't know for sure that this is his girl. She might just be a shorty who likes cleaning up. Or it could be one of his roommate's girls. Or maybe she's just a grown-looking 17-year-old from Canarsie looking for mentorship. And he's keeping her off the streets. We both laugh, but I feel myself getting upset. Not in a, I'm about to cry over this nigga kind of way. But in a, you chose this helpful ass, relatively cute shorty over me? I remind myself that she probably has the personality of Taylor Swift. And that makes me feel better for a while. Barty gang! He opens the door and we come inside. We're drinking on the couch for a while and he sits next to me. You trying to smoke? We just rolled up in my room. He says. I still haven't seen the shorty who was cleaning up. Maybe she is a troubled youth from Canarsie. My homegirl and I follow him to his room. It's me and my homegirls, two other shorties, and his two roommates in the room. The two other shorties seem wrapped up in the roommates, so I'm feeling okay about them. There are still about ten or so people in the living room kicking it among themselves. At house parties, the smoke room is pretty exclusive. Special guest only. We smoke, and he's telling my homegirl and I a story of how lit he was at Carabina last year. We're all laughing, and he's holding my thigh as he's talking. As we're finishing smoking, the cleanup shorty taps on the door. She has a bodega sandwich, a blue Gatorade, and a smart water in hand. She shuffles in and picks up a bag in his room. She hands him the Gatorade and walks out. Weird, I think to myself, but I guess she's out. I turn to my homegirl. I'm going to give him a few more minutes, but I wouldn't be opposed to spending the night. Okay, I'm going to call my Uber in 10 minutes, so you have until then to feel things out. A few minutes later, cleanup shorty walks back in with her bag. Except now, she has sweatpants and a t-shirt on. The facts are, this girl just cleaned his roof, hand-delivered him a blue Gatorade, and cranked a whole outfit change. She's the cleanup crew, the catering crew, and the entertainment. Mood. Why can't niggas leave me alone? This is a collection of stories from homegirls who are honest with themselves, each other, and the world. In this project, I is for all of us.